1: This is the intro jingle. This is the K-Pop T-Box Show with Eric nam Alright ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest here today with us on the K-Pop Taibak Show. I'm personally very excited to finally meet this incredibly talented woman. Um, I guess I should just go ahead and introduce you. It's Yuna everybody. Hey Yuna, how are you?
2: <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us. Um excited so to meet you. Of course.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like, I'm
2: excited. I was so excited about this this little uh, interview. Oh, yes. Eric Nam. So. I'm
1: <laughs> very honored to have you on this show. Um, where are you calling from? Are you... You're in Malaysia?
2: I am calling from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And uh, yeah, I've been out here since March. I was um supposed to you know like i i live in la but i still do a lot of work back mm-hmm. home in malaysia because mm-hmm. i work with a lot of brands and um i was scheduled to do like a little like um an event with fans and at mm-hmm. the time you know like covid-19 was just about to you know becoming like super serious and i'm like are you guys sure are we still having this event and they were like oh yeah no we're still doing it so I'm like, "Mm, okay, well, you know, like I get to come home, right? Um to be with my family, my husband and I, you know. So we're like, okay, cool. Well, if anything happens, you know, at least we'll be home and you mm-hmm. know like we won't we won't worry too much about our our family, our our parents, you know. And um so we flew in like a day before lockdown basically.
1: <laughs> oh, wow.
2: We flew in and the next day it was just quarantine and Um, now it's just it's crazy it's it's gonna be july soon i'm just like wow this is the longest i've been i've been back in malaysia i think the the last time i've been home you know like waking up having breakfast with my parents like probably like high school (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah it's wild i mean what's it like in malaysia what is it like are you allowed to leave the house is there a strict lockdown what what's going on
2: So the first few weeks, like it was pretty strict, you know, like uh, they were pretty good about, you know, um, keeping people like inside and Mm -hmm. um, but now it's getting, you know, like because of the economy and stuff like that, I guess, you know, like I get it. But um, stores are slowly opening um, back again and Mm -hmm. um, people are going out the traffic is getting bad again you know <laughs> like the traffic the the traffic in KL is like sometimes can be like really, really crazy so yeah. now we you know we have one of those again and um but yeah I think like everyone's pretty good about it and you know it's like this new norm like you go out you have to wear the masks right and you know like you can't sit close to each other at restaurants or cafes right. and um yeah so it's just kind of like that i i've only been out in the world like once so
1: (laughs) i i mean props to you i was
2: one time that's it
1: yeah i mean do you have any plans going going back to la right now or do you are you just going to stay out in malaysia for a while what's it what's the plan
2: i don't i don't know i feel like i might just hang out here for a little bit until Mm -hmm. like things get better you know like i'm I'm one of those people like i don't know you would like do you do you go on Twitter and <laughs> read what people say about like how everyone's going out and like yeah.
1: it's terrifying. I don't know, I
2: follow a lot of people who are just like um I, I don't understand how people can go out and like hang hang out having brunch. I'm just at home. I wear my mask and like I, you know, wash my hands every like 5 seconds. Yeah. Um and yeah, so I'm one of those people. I'm just like what's going on here yeah, um but yeah, you know, I'm definitely waiting for things to get a little bit better um mm-hmm. when you know like for safer for us to travel back to California right. and um yeah, we'll see
1: yeah i mean how how have you what have you been doing during this time? have you been writing music you you just kind of just chilling out? what have you been doing
2: um I've been hanging out doing a lot of zoom calls Mm -hmm. (laughs) um well i mean like i try to you know like um i don't know write some music but you know i guess i get stuff i don't try to like force anything Mm -hmm. out you know i have been writing but not a lot like not at the rate that i was going like you know Uh like in previous like years So right um I maybe wrote like two songs like okay. during quarantine and um but yeah you know like they're 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 good songs um but other than that you know just like hanging out with my parents my husband um and we started this thing called tiny class where you know I I teach people (laughs) about like songwriting and like you know the process like sharing my creative process as a singer songwriter how to you know like how i make my albums and um my husband he's a music video director so Uh he teaches like you know like about production and like how to you know conceptualize like um a music video so you know it's a lot of fun like um i think like we're just we feel kind of like stuck, you know, like mm-hmm. for him, like, you know, it's hard for him to shoot anything, uh, right? you know, at this time, you know, like there's no music videos, shoots and stuff like that. Um No commercials um, right. are being done. So, um and for me, you know, like, okay, well, I don't feel creative. Why don't we kind of just like use this time to like, maybe give back, you know, to, to our mm-hmm. community, to our kids. So yeah. a lot of people who, sign, who's, who signed up are Malaysians, Singaporeans, um, Indonesians, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, some you'll get some students from, like, abroad. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, you know. Like, I feel like I'm using my time doing yeah. something um, good, you know. That's so good. Um, that and my mom runs a plant store online like an online plant and terrarium store so we we i help her you know kind of just like get the website up and stuff like that it's fun she's downstairs just planting plants (laughs) planting trees
1: (laughs) that's awesome though i mean that's that's awesome that's I, i feel like everybody's finding their own way of coping with the times of coronavirus um, so it's it's yeah. great to hear that you guys are doing really well. I mean, there's so much that I want to talk to you about. I guess starting, you know, with just like how you got started with your career. I mean, you are mm-hmm. one of the most visible international singer-songwriters um, coming out of Southeast Asia and Malaysia. And it's so cool to see um, a woman like yourself just killing it. In the music game especially not only just in Asia but in the States where I feel like for Asians uh, It has acceptance has not been the easiest thing um, historically Um, So I'm just curious kind of you know when when you did move over to the States Why you chose to do that and I know it's a it's a long period of time almost 10 years that you've spent there But when you look back on it, you know what were some of the challenges that you kind of faced during that that time period?
2: Wow. Um, I think in the very beginning, like, before I moved to L.A., it was pretty much, like, it was my goal to make music um, that, you know, the whole world can, can tune into. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. whatever that I was making, I want everyone to listen to it not just malaysians not just you know not just like singaporeans or indonesians Mm -hmm. i wanted like like an international um career i Mm -hmm. guess you know so um well of course the first few years of me making music you know everything was very local like i focused on like um the local music industry like okay like joining um, the award shows and um, uh, what do you call it? We have, you know, all these like music shows, like um, that's like every year you have like a competition, like song of the year competition, Mm -hmm. competition. So every year I would like, you know, try and be like a a finalist for that show. And um, I think like after, after three years, you know, like I've gotten like a few Malaysian awards, I felt like, you know what? I have all these like English songs that are not being heard, you know, like I, uh-huh. it's just like kept in the vault. When can I release it to the world? I, I, I can do it myself at the time. Like I was doing everything independently. Um, but one day my manager f- um, found me on Myspace and okay. <laughs> found me on Myspace and um you know reached out and i just decided you know what like this is it like, let's just do it you know i don't know mm. what's going to happen like at the, because at the time i already had like a a very stable music career in malaysia right. um so leaving would mean like you know like i'll lose all the momentum that was happening in malaysia you know like i'll just have to be away from malaysia and i don't know that could be like um very detrimental to the career that i already have but Mm -hmm. i decided to take that risk and you know what i just have to do this and and find out like if if i have what it takes you know because i i believed in in my in my songs you know Mm -hmm. i felt like this is good enough like i i'm good enough um i'm as good as all the other artists out there you know like um i could be on top 40 you know like um so i don't know i just felt like okay well i think i can do this you know Mm -hmm. i i felt like very confident it's like yeah i felt like if i do this i think i'm gonna make it so that's why that's why i just went for it
1: (laughs) i mean that's that's awesome
2: well i mean like you know you asked about um challenges of course like in the beginning it was kind of difficult to make people see you as who you are instead of focusing Mm -hmm. on oh she's malaysian oh she's muslim you know oh, she's a muslim pop star and i was like uh i don't know how how i like i don't think i like being put into like a box or like being labeled like you know like the malaysian muslim pop star i mean i am i am malaysian i'm muslim i am i guess like a pop star you know like i make pop music but i i'm also like a a good singer-songwriter so I wanted to I wanted people to kind of just like not look at like oh she's this she's actually I wanted people to really focus on my music you know like I think in the beginning it was kind of like hard for me to just like "Uh, how do I like um uh, what do you call it um how do I place myself in the industry you know but now it's becoming like clear to me you know like now I know myself now I'm a little bit older you know I've been doing this for 10 years um so now I kind of just like know okay like you can see me from that angle but here you know when I do interviews like this is how I see like Mm -hmm. my my life and my Mm -hmm. my career you know so um yeah it's it's like like that I guess
1: no, that's that's incredible. And and I can completely relate to that, I think, for myself as well. Like, trying to do stuff in the States has been, at times, incredibly fun and, and great. But also challenging because it's like, how do we categorize this kid from Atlanta who is from K-pop? Is he K-pop? Is he pop? What is he? Nobody knows, but we're just… You know? And and I feel the same way now Now that I'm back in Korea right now. People are like, oh, but you're just doing pop. It's like, yeah, but like, a few months ago you said this was K-pop. So it's just very confusing. And people, one way or another, they need to categorize you so it's easier for them to process. But yeah. I think what you and I probably can agree on is, at the end of the day, we just want our music to speak for itself. And people just so listen to it no matter what. Um,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. True. I- and it's…
1: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say like it's it's great because… You know, what's really encouraging watching your career is that I feel like people are listening to the great music that you're doing. Um, just to go down this list of people that you've worked with even. Um, from G-Eazy, Usher, Janae Aiko. In K-pop you have Jay Park, Epik High. Um, you have Tyler the Creator… Just such an extensive list of amazing collaborators. And I think in many ways, that's a testament to your talent and your music. And so people are seeing um, your music for what it is and, and your talent. How is that felt to to feel that sort of… In a way, I don't want to… Sp- I, I, I would think it's like validation in a way. But I don't know how you would perceive that.
2: Well, it's definitely, you know, like the last album, like mm-hmm. the last album was 2019. So that means, you know, like I've been doing this for maybe nine years, you mm-hmm. know, like, so it's like, whew, wow, it took me like nine years to get all these amazing people on my mm-hmm. album. So, um, and a lot of fans, I feel like uh, they weren't, um, what do you call it? exposed to i don't know like uh they they didn't know they weren't aware of what i was doing in in the states for example you know like a lot Uh. of media was just like oh wait like so what is she doing now and now that i have rouge out and i'm working with all these people and you know it's it's because it's i guess like um it's not so much about like oh me trying to like prove like oh look at me you know like I have all these amaz- amazing artists that I work with it's like I I've, I've known all these artists from before you know like I'm mm-hmm. just like waiting for the right time to work with them right. and um I know for a fact that you know like I'm I'm a huge fan of their work and their music and I really really want to work with them and now I have the opportunity to do so and um, so here it is, you know, an album of Yuna and like the people that she loves, the people that she um, looks up to, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I guess that's that's how that's how like I see, it. you know, I wasn't looking for like validation or anything like that. I just wanted to like, OK, well, you know, h- here it is. You know, this is what I've been doing in the last yeah. like, 10 years. This, you know, if I just. If I wasn't doing, if I wasn't working on anything, like I wouldn't be here. You know, I wouldn't have right. a song with Tyler. I wouldn't have a song with, like mm-hmm. Jhené. I wouldn't have a song with, uh, Lil Sims. You know, all all these artists that I've I've worked with. You know, we go way back, like two thousand twelve, yeah. for example. You know, like mm-hmm. I worked with, like Geezy, like two thousand twelve. You know, I worked with, um, uh, I performed at um uh oh gosh that's the name of the festival i'm like blanking out
1: lalapalooza
2: that i met like uh no tyler the creator
1: oh f- uh, camp flogna yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know i was at camp flogna in 2014 or something. yeah you know 2015 so that's when i first met him like uh-huh. spoke to him so you know like people don't don't see this like right. oh you know she's Out there, she's you know doing her thing. You know, a lot of people are just kind of just you know, my fans are just like, Oh, like, what is she doing there? You know, Mm -hmm. and why is she making English American music? Yeah, but now I feel like they're they're slowly getting it, they're slowly like, Oh, okay, like I I see it now, like I see what she's been doing all this while, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I guess that's just like how. Also, what what I wanted to kind of like yeah. share with with everyone with with the previous project, so yeah,
1: that's awesome. I mean, you know, I, I'm sorry if if the word validation in any way was the wrong phrasing. I know. Um, I, I think for me, as as just a fan and as a as a fellow Asian, watching someone like you be able to get in the rooms and write and spend the time and invest. Uh, The energy and the creativity that's required to put it together a great cohesive piece of work. Um, It's it's something that I find very admirable. And also just like encouraging. Because… And and I I truly mean it because I feel like we need more Asians doing this kind of stuff. And so you're one of the pioneers in doing that. And it's been really, really great to be able to watch you um, kind of continue to put out these great pieces of work. so yeah i I, I just like love it you're
2: also one of the pioneers you're you're like one of the pioneers of like, like
1: well, thank you <laughs> thank you I mean you know you
2: make like great you make great music, and I think like oh, that's what's important, you know like we just have to like continue making great music, writing great songs and um I've always believed that when you do that without trying to like, you know, having ulterior motives, like Mm -hmm. you just want to write good music, I think that's when it speaks the loudest, you know? Mm. Like I think that's when it will reach like more people, like in a very like um, pure and and natural way, you know? So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's it, you know, like regardless of if we're like, asian or not you know like i think that now especially like people are more open to like artists who are not from america you know what i mean who don't look like who don't look a certain way you know now people are like more open about it and Mm -hmm. more um accepting you know so yeah yeah
1: well thank you um i agree i i do have to ask as a uh, fan of Usher as well. Uh, what was it like working with him? How did that process happen?
2: Um, wow. Uh, I, so my management works with um, Dev and the Cataracts. I don't know. Are you familiar with the Cataracts?
1: Yeah, uh, I remember them. I, I'm not like, I don't know much about them, but yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So they went on tour with Usher, I think, in 2014, 2013, I want to say. So, you know, like, um, we were just, like, having a conversation before that. You know, my manager was, like, having a conversation with his camp and just being like, hey, like, you know, like... You know, I a huge fan. Of course, I'm a huge fan. You know, I grew up <laughs> listening to Usher, like, crazy. Usher, Alicia Keys, Aaliyah. So, um, at the time, I didn't feel like, oh, you know, like, okay, like, Usher, I'm never going to be able to work with Usher, but can you please tell him that I love him? <laughs> know, that's it. And then um, one night, like, one day, <laughs> one day, my manager hit me up at like 11 p.m. I was already in bed and he's like, okay, um, get ready. I'm going to scoop you up like in 15 minutes. uh, We're going to go see Usher. I'm like, what? Like (laughs) I'm already in bed. Okay, whatever. I'm going to like change, put some makeup on and then, okay, let's go see Usher. And um, we met him and he was just like the nicest, sweetest guy ever. He was rehearsing for his tour And he's like, you know, I love coffee. So coffee is a song that I have from my, it was from my very first EP, like in Mm. 2011, you know, so I'm just like, how, what? Like, oh, cool. You know, like, it's so crazy for him to mention like such a, what do you call it? Um. A, you know a, like a, a deep cut just, yeah that existed somewhere yeah exactly like i'm just like i totally forgot that i have this coffee song mm-hmm. and um so you know like i told him like well i don't i'm not working on any music right now but when i do have something you know like would you be open to like maybe like sing with me you know like um be on be on this track with me and he's like yeah no like send anything so I think finally, like the next year, like I was working on um, chapters and I had this beautiful song. Of course, you know, like Usher was already like, you know, in my mind, just like, Uh well, you know, Usher said this like a year ago, maybe he's still, he's still up for it. Maybe he still remembers, you know? (laughs) Um, And um, I had like a few songs, but this one song stood out for me, like um it was a a slow jam kind of just like very chill and um you know it was nothing like upbeat I don't know if it was gonna be like a huge song you know it's like one of those things it's like I didn't write this for the radio you know so um I didn't write this to be a radio hit so um there's another song that was kind of like a radio hit and Mm -hmm. um I have to say, a lot of people wanted, you know, like from the label, from my management, just felt like, oh, we got to give this to Usher. It's like this, like, upbeat, like, up-tempo song. And it's like, because Usher was putting out a lot of songs that are like that, you know, that did really well on the charts. Um, But I'm like, no, we have to go with this crush song that I Mm -hmm. have. And and true enough, you know, like, we sent it over to him and he loves it. And... um, yeah and that's that's how it happened you know and it all started from that like one little meeting of just like you know just like talking to him and seeing what he's up to instead of just like I really want to work with you just kind of like finding out like so what are you up to how are you feeling you know like are you you've been making music and he's like yeah you know like I've been I don't stop making you know I've been making music like Forever and he yeah. didn't stop. So like and he doesn't stop, you know. So yeah. he just like he would just make songs like every day, like make I don't know, like 10 songs a day or something like that. So um, and um I wanted to share with him like this 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 thing that I have that I felt like you know what like I I used to listen to my boo like crazy. Oh my you know? god, so me too. This, this song is right. All the like, time, so <laughs> when, how old were you when that song was out? When uh, it
1: came out. Oh my gosh, do you what year did that come out? I think I was in like freshman year of high school, maybe. But that was like my go to really? karaoke jam as well with my friends. We go and I'd be like, All right, we're gonna do this. You be Alicia, I be Usher, let's go. And it was my jam, right? Yeah. <laughs> It was such a good song, and like I, I like I think is like I'm from Atlanta. Usher's from Atlanta. We're like we have Usher, and um, I had like a family friends. Their house next door neighbor was Usher's parents, and so like for Thanksgiving we just like kind of stand out there and be like, "Is Usher coming? Is Usher coming? Is Usher coming?" I never saw him, but just to know that That's he was nearby.
2: So cute. Aww. <laughs> Have you met him before?
1: I have not. Uh, I have not met no? I'd love to meet him. But, you know, he's an inspiration for yeah, so many. I feel
2: like you guys have to because you're both from Atlanta, you know? So it's like he's, yeah. I performed with him the first time I was on tour um, on on uh, the Chapters tour. Mm. And then he was, I, I was in Atlanta
0: mm-hmm. and he
2: was in Atlanta too. So I was like. Trying to like, uh, do you think you want to come on stage <laughs> and move with me? And I was waiting for him to reply. I was like, "Come on, just just say yes, just say yes." Please, and please, then please. Like, what time? And, okay, I'll see you. But then we're just like, okay, you know what? I don't have like a confirmation, right. yes or no. He might just come to say hi. He probably won't be on stage. Uh-huh. Um, but you know what? Let's just. Keep like a microphone ready for mm-hmm. him, and he came right at the last minute. Like crush was like the last song, and he uh, came like ten seconds before with his phone up. And I'm like, "Come on stage!" And he's just like, "Okay, you know what? Like, okay, let's just sing the song." And he just, he, you know, sang the song with me. It was amazing. That's In so Atlanta cool. Too. So that's so. That cool. was like the that was the best show. I think one of the best shows that I've. Played, you know like um but yeah my boo damn that's, that's
1: a that's a jam
2: changed everything
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really did
2: <laughs> that's a jam
1: it's a jam um i mean you've you know you've collaborated with so many people and you know this is a k-pop box show so we do have to acknowledge the great k-pop artists that you've worked with as well um both epik high and jay park you know, how did how did those come about and what was it like working with them?
2: Oh my gosh, but Epic High, um, this is gonna sound really, really funny because like I had no, you know, like I wasn't um what do you call it? I wasn't aware of like the the Korean like hip hop and like R and B like mm-hmm. scene. You know what I mean? Like uh, I I was too busy working on my own was just like okay well um you know like i one day i just decided you know what let's just like kind of like listen to like all the you know these other like music like that's happening the music scene like around right. the world see what's happening and then someone mentioned like you know i was asking fans like hey like who should i check out like who should i listen to like i mm-hmm. like rmb and hip-hop and someone mentioned like epic high so, you know, I was listening to their music, like, oh, okay, like, they're they're, they're dope. Mm-hmm. And um, I think at Coachella 2000, I want to say 2015, I think, mm-hmm. um, uh, someone came up to me because I did mention, you know, I was tweeting, like, oh, like, I, you know, like, I love Epic High. And then I think um, someone came up to me with his mask on <laughs> and just be like, hey, Yuna, like, it's me, Tablo. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that. I was just like, you, and you know him, you know his style. He's just like, yeah, hey, you know, it's me, yeah. you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I love you. Like, thank you so much for like saying hi. Like, everyone was like wearing their like little like their mask. Their mask, yeah. Coachella, yeah. So, um, because um, it was so dusty. So, like, you can't really like see, right. You know, Who's, who's who yeah so who's who and uh he came up to say hi and uh, i think that's how you know like we kind of just like kept in touch mm. and um uh, yeah I, I was really happy when we had that you know like he wanted me to be on that one song um so yeah no like it's a it's a, um, it's a guess, great like, song you sound great like, on it yeah well, thank you no different yeah but yeah, no, I mean, it's a great song. I was like, okay, I'm down. Let's do it, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, I know they were going to like play at Coachella this year.
1: Yeah, they were. They were
2: supposed to.
1: Yeah. yeah. They and were, I
2: was going to be there. I were you going to perform? There. Yeah. I was not going to. I was going to perform with, with um, like Toki Monster. Oh, okay. Um, else with nikki um uh-huh. uh, the indonesian singer yeah uh and um yeah so i was like hey epic hi i'm gonna be at coachella you know so maybe let me know hit me together, up so let me know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no yeah and, uh, yeah but they're super nice guys and um i went to their show in la I think like last year, mm. and uh, they put on a really good show. They Their do. fans are amazing, so yeah, yeah. They're really, really, really nice.
1: Fans. I mean, epic, epic high. They're just you know legends. Uh, obviously, when it comes to hip hop, uh, particularly yeah. in Korea.
2: I read about that too.
1: Yeah, they're they're amazing, and it's crazy because like even for me, when I first met Tablet, I was like, I think we met in New York at a Korean barbecue restaurant, like. I, he was leaving the bathroom. I was walking into the bathroom or something. He goes, your face is in the bathroom. And I was like, what? And he was like, there's a poster of your face in the bathroom. I was like, okay, all right. Nice to meet you, Tab. I'm a big fan. And that was like the first encounter that we had. And, um, uh, but he's he's such <laughs> oh, a great, great guy. Fun guy. Um, I mean, outside of Epic High, you've also… You had Jay Park feature on your album on the song, Does She um how did that come out have you did you guys stay in touch for a long time as well or was there a particular reason you wanted jay on that song
2: um so jay was in town uh for a little bit and then my manager was just like you know he gave me the idea of just like hey maybe you should work with jay because jay was working with kyle at the time oh right and um so kyle is one of my really good friends and um he's also with the same management mm-hmm. um so i'm like oh i love j park because j park is one of those like asian artists who are just like hey anybody asian let's go let's like make yeah. music you know so um he worked with um this amazing rapper from Kuala lumpur malaysia joe fizzo so uh-huh. joe um super talented you know he's one of the kind of like the pioneering like hip hop artists in mm-hmm. in malaysia mm-hmm. and um um he they had a song together they they worked on a song together and i love that song you know so i was just like oh i love i love the fact that he did that with joe and um and i'm like okay well you know let's 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 meet up with him you know i also had like this one song that i felt like could be could be great for him to be on uh-huh. and um just like oh i would love J park to be on this song so um, he was working at the studio that's like a few blocks away from my house uh-huh. and um, we went to say hi and just like hey like can I play you this one song it's called does she you know I feel like it'd be cool for you to jump on this track and be you know like the how be the male perspective of, of like having the male perspective of the song you know yeah so, um yeah so
1: all right that's and, that's cool yeah you you seem like such a genuine person when it comes to not only your music… But how you approach these collaborations. Which I think is amazing. You know it's it's taking the time to meet with different artists… And invest in each other. And, and kind of go about it in this organic way. Which is really cool to see. Um, but you know stepping away from music for a moment… I think one thing that you also do a lot of is… You know fashion and brands and that kind of stuff. And… Um, Is there something, you know, that you like to… I feel like fashion for a lot of people is a statement. It is something intentional. What you wear and how you represent yourself. How do you like to think about that for yourself and how it applies to your life?
2: Wow. Um, Let's see. I guess like with fashion, it was was something it's it's something that has been a part of me for, for a very long time. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a girl. Like, girls just love, like, wearing their mom's, like, like skirts. It's mm-hmm. just, like, makeup and, like, high heels. So from the very beginning, I was very, like, into, like, fashion, you know, like, looking through, like, the fashion magazines. But I think, like, becoming an artist really challenged me to kind of just, like, come up with my own style. Mm-hmm. So I was on this <laughs> – I was on this – um malaysian idol-esque show and um i got i got accepted you know like i went for the audition and then uh, i got in and at the time i was still like a law student so i didn't have like cool clothes you know i was like a student so i picked like maybe five things that were to me it was like okay this is the best five things that i have (laughs) like in my closet right now yeah that I go that I wear to class, and then I put them on, you know, like I, you know, with my hijab. And it was kind of like, I remember the color, it was like green. And I'm like, why was I wearing green? So it's just like green scarf, green top, and just like gray trousers. And um I went in, and then they were like, it was like the style challenge, you know. Uh. So, okay, like do, you know, like how wear whatever you want to represent your style. And I'm just like, oh man like this is gonna be tough I don't have anything so I just have that on and then they were just commenting on my look you know like Mm -hmm. well you you know like what do you do and I said like well I'm a student and I'm a a college student and then this guy goes like yeah you look like one and I was like (laughs) oh my god I'm gonna remember this forever Mm -hmm. so after that I decided you know what I'm just gonna, you know, like have my own style. So my my um I feel like my fashion icon, like that the fashion icon that I look up to, um, that I like to like refer to, you know, like mm-hmm. is um Gwen Stefani in the nineties. Like oh. her in the nineties, like you know, like she just has like a really cool, like strong self strong sense of self and right. like, um sense of style and uh, I really wanted to to be like that as well you know so um, obviously like it took a while to kind of just like you know like get into the fashion thing but Mm -hmm. once I knew and I was like more confident I knew that I was more confident like doing this fashion thing um, you know I just started you know like working with magazines and going for shoots and you know just really putting myself out there as like a, a fashion person you know why not like it goes with the music thing anyways you know yeah. so why not just like own it and uh, mm-hmm. it took me a while to kind of just like like owning something you know right, like I right, guess right. like with an artist you're just like the shy musician and like oh, I don't know if I want to do like the, the fashion thing you know so. Um, it took me a while, but I'm definitely like comfortable with with it now. So yeah,
1: that's great. I mean, I I think it's also great that, um, you know, as a Muslim woman, and you are always rocking in a hijab. For a lot of Americans, it's not, you know, it's not commonplace to see. You know, it's it's. Oh, what was that reception like? I'm sure you know you you've lived through it for people in America. Who are don't you know unfortunately are just very close-minded when it comes to that how is that were there any uphill battles in, in that in the states
2: I I think I got used to it like mm. um I was it's the same in Malaysia really like, dude like you know like yeah so um when I first started out there wasn't any um there were a lot of Muslim malaysian women in the music the music scene you know Mm. just without their hijab and um and it's totally fine it's totally normal like music is a huge part of music film art is a huge part of our culture and um but when i started out wearing the hijab you know it was just like I don't want to take off my hijab you know like Mm. if I want to be a singer like why I was like thinking about it it was just like it felt like a normal thing to do back then you know like Mm. oh well if I want to be a singer I would have to take off my hijab and let my hair out but Mm. do I have to like you know is this like is there like a a rule or something you know Mm -hmm. that that says that oh if you want to be a singer you have to let your hair out and for me, I was just like starting to be super comfortable with the hijab, you know, it's been like a part of me, I cover my hair, um, I practice modesty. So it's just like, I, I really like this, you know, I really don't want to let go of this for for another thing that I love, you know, and um, why don't I just combine the two together and just, you know, rock it. And um, uh, at the time, I feel like record labels weren't ready for that, you know, like Mm -hmm. I went for meetings and stuff and they were like, Oh yeah. Okay. So you have to take off your hijab, you know, like we have like a stylist for you, blah, 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 which I kind of understand. But at the same time, like I condemn that, you know, it's just like, why can't you just accept an artist that you like, that you want to sign as you know, like the person that she or he is. And Mm -hmm. I don't know like enhance whatever that this person already have you know like for me like I knew like I have English songs like and uh you as a label like why don't you try and help me out promoting that like to the world you know what I mean and they just like oh well you know like we want you to stay in Malaysia blah blah, blah. I want you to change this and that and I was just like oh, I, I really don't want to do that so I started my own label and released my my songs and uh, did my own thing And, um, I think like three years after that, I decided, you know what, like, I think I'm ready for the States. And of course, like a lot of people were just like, well, you're Muslim, you're, you know, you wear the hijab. I don't know how they're going to, if they're going to accept you or not. People weren't ready for me. People were just like, you know, like, um, putting me on newspapers like oh yuna wore this you know like yuna wore that and oh yuna showed her neck now you know like it's just like really dumb and i was just going through that like all the time i'm like you know what if nothing's gonna i don't know nothing's i i feel like i've gone through a lot of things it's this is gonna be like one of those things that i just have to like face you know and um i'd have to like conquered this fear of just, like, being out there and um, trying to be myself because I've, I fight that battle every day, you know, like, fighting the right to be myself, like, every day since 2010. So um, it's not going to be anything new for me if I do move to, to the States at the time. You know, if I do yeah. go out there and having to prove myself, like, um, yeah, well, this is who I am. Like, it's not going to be anything new you know i've been doing it anyway Mm -hmm. so um yeah and i i got really lucky that you know i i have fans who were just like me who who don't know you know like when i was growing up i didn't have like a a singer that that i look up to who who looks like me right maybe (laughs) j-lo but but, you know like jennifer lopez kind of looked like a malaysian you know as a kid i was like oh my gosh we have the same skin so but now i get to be that person you know like i get to be like a representation of like the malaysian the southeast asian woman and a lot of girls who are just like me you know they 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 look at the music scene and just be like oh this girl like i can be like this girl you know and so yeah
1: absolutely i i wholeheartedly agree and i'm so glad that you have stuck by who you are and what you want to stand for, uh, especially in an industry where there are so many voices and opinions on who should do what, how. Um, so I, I think it is incredibly yeah. important that you've kind of held your ground, and I'm sure you are inspiring so many people around the world for it. So thank you for doing what you do. Um, and you know, it's you know, I've I've taken up almost over an hour of your time, so it's about time to start just kind of wrapping things up. But first of all, thank you so much for for making time. I know the times are a bit crazy. We had some technical difficulties today. But um, (laughs) it's been a pleasure getting to know you. That's totally fine. (laughs) And uh, I hope one day our our paths will cross in person. And maybe one day we can work on a song together. Just my personal
2: personal
1: desire. <laughs> but um,
2: I wanted to ask you that too. Like can we like please work together? Please. please. Let's do it. You have an amazing voice.
1: Oh, thank you. you. You do as well. It's it's like the most soothing voice I've I've heard. So, I Aww, actually went to bed last Eric. night with with some of your songs on in the background. So, thank you for doing Aww, what you do.
2: Eric. thank you no no we should i'm i'm independent now i'm back to being an independent artist i know it's just like i love telling that to people everyone has like that 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 same reaction just like ooh.
1: (laughs) i feel you i feel on that um so yeah let's actually let's do something let's put something cool together um so you know, thank you again for making time. For all the people who just got to know you today, I'm sure that many of you, many of them are wondering where can they connect with you online? Where they, can they find some of your stuff? What can they look forward to in the near future? If you want to plug anything, you want to share anything, now's the time. Do it with our family here.
2: Ooh, well, you can find me on Instagram, Yuna. And uh, on Twitter, Yuna Music. Mm-hmm. And um well Facebook I'm on there too. I'm rarely. I'm always on Instagram actually. Okay. I'm on TikTok too. Are you on TikTok?
1: Yo, TikTok stresses me out. I'm on it, but I get stressed out from TikTok.
2: I know, right? I just started to like crack the code of TikTok.
1: You're going to have to quarantine. share it with me because yeah, as people course. are all doing this stuff and I'm like what what are these magic tricks that people are using? to make this happen because it don't make sense to me
2: uh well it's okay we'll we'll figure it out together um that and uh yeah i think um oh i do have like uh, some links up on slash help if you wanna you know like donate and you know learn more about um social justice mm-hmm. like lives matter and also, you know, like things that, that are happening in Malaysia and around the world. I keep updating links on, on yeah. my on my site and uh, that and also my new song is out. It's called Stay Where You Are. And um yeah, so yeah. That's all it. right.
1: Well everybody please check out her new song, Stay Where You Are. Go to her website, check her out on socials and uh Hope hope we can connect again soon. It's been a pleasure talking to yeah. you. And I really appreciate yeah, you taking you, the time.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely.
1: Um. So that's it for this week's episode of K-Pop Tebok. everybody. Thank you so much uh, for hanging out with us. Be sure to listen and subscribe on wherever you find your podcast. And you can also see video from this cool catching up session on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash dive studios. And um yeah, have a great week guys and we'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Outro, thank you for listening to K Pop with Eric Nom.
2: Acast powers some of the world's best
0: podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. We're Good Moms, Bad Choices podcast. Two black single moms living in L.A., the valley to be exact. We keep it 100, real, and unfiltered every Wednesday. This is not your average mom show. No DIYs, mommy hacks. Or complaining about how our kids just hit their 60-month milestone. This is grown folks talk. That's right, because mama gotta have a life too. Nothing is off limits as we discuss mental health, sex, motherhood, dating, culture, and our sometimes bad choices. With a range of guests from social activists, Activists to porn star parents. This is a judgment free zone for moms, women, and anyone looking for their tribe. Join us, your hosts Erica and Mila of Good Moms Bad Choices podcast, every Wednesday on all podcast platforms. A-cast, 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 Acast recommends. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 18 plus.